This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Community Foundation was created by a group of people who got together and wanted to make a difference. 75 years later, the Community Foundation makes a huge impact on the lives of hundreds if not thousands of people in the community. All started with the small but promising beginnings of just a few people who wanted to do something good. The Community Foundation is made up of all the citizens, really, who want a better community. And really, anyone who wants to do good in the community but doesn't know how to do it, the Community Foundation is the perfect solution because for 75 years, we've been making an impact by connecting donors that care with causes that matter. So it's multifaceted, and it's an organization that isn't there just to serve a certain small constituency or a special need, but rather the community as a whole. So many generous donors have left a legacy with us because we are a trusted resource and we make being philanthropic an easy task. In my mind, it always seemed like a really complicated process. Here, it's, it's just effortless. The Community Foundation does all the administrative work for you. I just make a phone call, they're on it, they, they get back to me right away. It's been seamless. Our scholarship program is just incredible. I had no idea the impact that the foundation has on these kids. You know, some of these districts that we're working with here are some of the neediest districts in the state. It renews your faith in humanity, you know. I was the first one ever in my family to go to college. The scholarship from the Community Foundation has impacted my life and my wife's life in many ways. As you can see, it still brings a tear to my eye. Without their assistance, we can't do the work that we are meant to do for the citizens of the Fox River Valley community. You can invest your money in people. You invest it in people and you hope and believe that the return will be great. Someone opened the door for you at some point in your life and it's incumbent upon you, it's your duty to help open the door for others and you do that through service.
morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is now 8 o'clock a.m. and you are listening to and watching. Good morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We have a great episode for you guys today and an interview as well with good information that you need to definitely take heed of. Um, my guest today is Chief Information Officer for the City of Aurora, Mr. Michael Piggis, and he's here to tell us about the Internet for All program and ambitious endeavor undertaken by the city which is going on now and uh will be bearing fruit mm. q1 next year be kicking off we're looking to kick off definitely in q1 of 2024 okay um what's the background of the internet for all program what's its genesis and what are we trying to achieve with that so um simply put the internet for all is basically a project that's a forward-thinking economical development um initiative to basically to provide high-speed, low-cost internet services to our constituents. We have roughly about 62,000 um, households, right? And this project is looking to build out fiber past all of those homes okay. to get out there and to compete with our two major incumbents here in the market, which is Comcast and AT&T, right. right? But again, we want to provide a service and an experience to our residents, one, at a lower price point, at least 50% less. Also, we want to provide cyberbullying services for our parents and their kids. Right. And we also want to provide home security services. Right. And again, the main point is better service at half of the price. Right, right. Um, and also, too, we've seen, and I think the pandemic made that pretty apparent that for those who were not able to have adequate sufficient high-speed internet service they had to do many things right. to get connected to do some work or to do school work you and i talked many times about families using internet in the parking lot of mcdonald's just to right. get some homework done rural public library provided right. hotspots there and outside of the uh the library for our residents as well but again just to be clear this initiative that we're working on it's um being sponsored by the city of aurora but it's going to be run by onlight aurora which okay. is our community internet service provider okay as of today onlight basically provides internet services to non-for-profits hospitals schools um, commercial organizations but they don't provide it to the residents right right and the genesis of onlight is basically it's been it was established back in 2012 okay by founders here um, outside of the city, but working in conjunction with the administration. So right. they kind of laid the groundwork. Okay. Right. Um, we started, or um, myself and the t uh, my team and the administration started looking at, you know, what we could do more, maybe around in 2019, 2020. Okay. So this has been a long time coming. Um, I get at least two or three emails per week from different residents saying, why doesn't online provide those internet services right. to our residents? So we're here talking today after many, many years of work, hard work, and we're looking to kick this off. Okay, and Onlight, um, and well, well, rather, we are in a, we're in a strong position because we have infrastructure ready to go, kind of set up, and we're not, you know, we're not starting this from the ground up, so to speak. Absolutely. The city, so of, that Aurora, the city of Aurora isn't. Absolutely, so that backbone <coughs> or that infrastructure does exist today, Okay. right? There's a 40 mile ring, an internet ring, I'd say, or a fiber optic ring that, that's around the city with about 120 miles of laterals that exist today. Okay. <clears throat> so we're definitely not started from scratch. What we're looking to do is basically to extend what we currently have with an additional 700 
of fiber miles and that'll go through every neighborhood throughout the city of Aurora. And more importantly, we're focusing on hitting the disenfranchised communities first. Right. Right. So that's one of the things that, you know, the, the, the current incumbents out there, they're cherry picking the market. Right. They're cherry picking the market. They're going into the middle class, into the more affluent neighborhoods. And the disenfranchised communities are being kind of left behind. Right. Right. Yeah. So we're making a very intentional focus on getting those services to the disenfranchised community. The time is uh, 8.06 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Our guest today is Chief Information Officer for the city, Mr. Michael Piggis. Cindy Morales, good morning. Jim Mendoza, Viso Arts, Daniel Calderon, good morning. And we got a nice Happy Thanksgiving Eve message as well. We appreciate that very much. Uh, Daniel Calderon, good to see you, dear sir. Maria Chirito and our dear friend Alvin Soto. Shout out to Alvin Soto and uh, the Soto family and McCarty Mills. Um, now, I wanted to, there was a survey done, um, uh, going back to cost and everything. There was a survey done between May and June of this year that the city did. And uh, the bulk, the majority of respondents as you mentioned, cost was the item that they wanted to change, you know, make make better. Then came speed, then came reliability. Seems like all of those will be taken care of with this with this plan and program. Now, how long will it take until we reach, uh, you know, completion? I'm right. If everything gets approved by city council, um, which is the it, next step. It, that's the next step in Q1 of 2024, okay. right? I mean, we're already in the works of the background. We've been working on this. Now it's taking this to city council for review and approval um, and support with regards to this initiative. If it gets kicked off, um, to build out the entire city, to pass every household, 62,000 residents, it's going to take about five years, Sure. right? Now, that does not mean <clears throat> that we won't start servicing households before that. Right. Okay. Because the project as it exists today is broken down in three major phases. Right. It's the north, mid, uh, say, 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 say the northeast, far east, you know, wards one, two, seven sure. in that area. Right. And then it's broken down into the southeast and then there's the west side. So there's three major phases because of the way our network is um, built out. That's kind of the design and architecture that makes sense. Right. Right. Um, and again, we'll be building those um, those different phases out um, and passing those households, but also offering service as we do it. So, you know, we'll have a, 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 a website up that will basically say you put in your, your zip code or your street address, mm -hmm. and, it's t and it'll basically tell you when that service is going to hit your area. Okay. And then you can start subscribing. Also, as part of the campaign, um, there will be commercials. So there will be outreach. We'll be, you know, there's uh, community partners that's going to be supporting us. Sure. Right. Um, and we'll be looking for our council aldermen and women to support us in this initiative and getting that that message out to their community. Right. Because it's the community that's been asking for this. Yes. Um, right? You mentioned you, you specifically mentioned wards uh, for uh, excuse me, two, seven and I think one one. Um, you know, and for the for the viewers, too, you guys know that, uh, you know, we've been for a long time on this show. We've been wanting you guys to know that we want to uplift and bring those services to those wards that have not traditionally able to have that. So everything from filling out the census, we really want to boost these numbers up connectivity and in the digital divide for these people. Um, 
so that's that's um, very ambitious. But also, one of the other features is there's no contract. Yeah. So one of the things that we all know who have service, mm-hmm. you know, streaming services or internet services, we have these contracts, right? You know, they'll give you a promotional price, but you got to sign a contract for right. one or two years. Right. right? Um, one of the things we're looking at, there are no contracts. Right. There's the service. You take the service at the price, there's no contract. You like it. If it provides the services that you and your family need at the speeds you need, right, keep it. If you don't, you can look for other options. Right. Right. That's how confident we're going to be in this service, right? And, again, the price will speak for itself, right? And we also, I mean, I think as a community, think of Internet as the fourth utility, right? Just like you got gas, water, electricity, right? Yeah. Those are utilities. Those are necessities that we all need. And the Internet is a necessity. You already talked about it, Curtis. You hit on it with COVID, right? One of the things that online did with community partners, we built out during COVID, 11 Internet, we, we call them Internet cafes or community centers. Right, right? yeah. With high-speed Internet access right in the community. Mm-hmm. Main Baptist Church, uh, uh, the TBOC, taking back the community, That's the right. over on Grand Boulevard. Um, La, La Quinta, right? Yeah, the, one I of mean, the fire they, stations. Then the fire, yep. exactly. You know, over there on McCoy. Yeah, right? that's right. All these different locations, we took high speed internet access, right? That the cities helped subsidize, right? The community, and we opened those up during COVID. So those disenfranchised um, families and kids could go somewhere and basically sit down, do their homework, right? Or right. if a family member needed to get online, go pay a bill, right? Right. Um, because every today everything's online. Right? Exactly. If you don't have that internet access, it's like not having electricity or not having water. Right. And we need to. And here's the thing with internet service: uh, it will be commoditized, right? Like for example, if you take on average, I pay for my internet service. I pay about one hundred and twenty, one hundred thirty dollars a right. month. Um, I say for my phone, if I have one line, I'm paying about one hundred ten dollars a right. month. <coughs> um, if I pay. Uh, my sewage, which on average about $75 a month. If I pay my water, I'm paying $50 a month, right? If you look at that and total that up, that's about 63% of your, of your, of your utility bills every month. Right. That comes from communications, right? right? It's like you have to think of it in that sense. How do we think of it as a commodity? How do we lower the prices? Right now, if you look at Internet services they're just going up. They are. Yeah. Yeah, yes, because a lot are. of that is because of this legacy infrastructure. But we're looking to put fiber in, right? Right. And we can lower that cost over time, right, and bring it down. Right. right? And that's what we're looking to do and provide additional family services, video services, um, enhanced public safety services, um, you know, better smart city benefits, um, you know, and we can go on and on. You know, but again, this is for the community. Right. It's for the businesses. It's for the city. It's for us. This is part of our future. All right. Uh, the time is 8.12 a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Jackie Seep Hooks. Good morning to you, Norman Peterson and Laurel Bates Gilbert. Thank you for joining today's show and discussion. Daniel Calderon, I said hi to you, but you get two highs today. We have a video as well, which, di- uh, which uh, shows the plan and details what we're talking about as well. So right now we're going to go to that video, let you guys see that, then we'll come back out of that and continue our discussion with Michael Pickus. Imagine what's possible when a city makes an unprecedented investment, a commitment 
that reshapes a city's landscape forever, that equalizes economic opportunity, elevates education for all, empowers businesses, inspires collaboration between institutions, improves public services, and enhances the lives of every resident. Now, imagine that city is ours. We know it's possible because other cities have done it. Places like Longmont, Colorado, a community that leveraged its investment in municipal electricity and upgraded its substations to create a 17-mile fiber loop, delivering critical connectivity to the city's institutions, organizations, and small businesses, achieving an incredibly high adoption rate. And in Far Texas, a border town of 80,000 voted the least connected city in America, invested in 700 miles of fiber, delivering broadband managed services that are enriching residents' lives. Cities, towns, and regions are stepping up all over America. There is no question that Aurora can and deserves to be America's next great smart city. But it's up to us. We have a responsibility we can't ignore to see everyone living in our city regardless of economic status, having broadband services that are simple, efficient, safe, and powerful. Imagine children having safe internet access anywhere, never needing to connect outside of a fast food restaurant. Imagine every building in every neighborhood and retail outlet, new and old, modernized, intuitive, Secure. Imagine exciting subscribers with the ultimate broadband experience and giving parents control over all of it. Imagine deploying cyberbullying protection that notifies parents throughout Aurora that their kids are being bullied and providing resources to protect them. Imagine a city with first responders seamlessly connected and with safer public spaces. Can you see this smart city? Can you see our future? We do. Aurora is ready for world-class connection that serves our residents, that helps businesses grow and unifies our community. Let's take this opportunity to give all of our residents, businesses, and community organizations the advantages that come with unrivaled broadband infrastructure and services. Let's come together and deliver a world where digital equity creates a city that is smarter, safer, and sustainable for generations to come. Time is 8.16. That was a uh, great video. For those of you just joining us, we're here with uh, Chief Information Officer for the City of Aurora, Mr. Michael Piggy's talking about the Internet for All program. Um, before the video started, you mentioned something, and I want to pick it apart a little bit more. Legacy Internet. What's that? Uh, that, that phrase? Yeah, so Legacy Internet is basically what we have today. So it, it's just copper cable. 
Okay. Right? A lot of the current infrastructure that uh, Comcast and AT&T and other providers actually use to bring internet service to your home is part of the old public, uh, the old public telephone system network. Right? Okay. You okay. Know, um, a lot of you know companies, you know, they will market fiber services mm -hmm. to residents, um, but they're not. I mean, they're, I mean, they're absolutely not, right? So, for example, for the disenfranchised community, there's subsidized packages out there for ten and nineteen dollars, but you can barely do email on it, right? Right? You know? right yeah. And we saw the impact of that during COVID, mm -hmm. right? When those services were, you know, being provided to the disenfranchised community, but they still, I mean, their kids couldn't do their homework. Right? Why? Because you know. The kids these days in school, they have video streaming, they're doing gaming, yeah. <laughs> they're pulling down lots and lots of data, right? And, and those services are, are inadequate, right? So what we want to do is provide affordable internet to those disenfranchised, uh, um, um, I say constituents, right? right. Um, first, to kind of level the playing field. It's going back to providing equal services for all, right? Hence the name of the initiative, Internet for All, right? right. So, I mean, I can afford, you know, higher internet services, um, but everybody is not middle class. I mean, we have a disenfranchised, you know, uh, a community here in the community, in, in the city that we can't forget about, right? right? You know, so we need to make sure that we're basically providing those same services that we will provide to you or anybody else, but at the same cost right. and an affordable cost, right? And that's the problem with the digital divide, okay. right? That is the essence of the digital divide. Yeah. Right? Um, you talked about um, the, you know, getting things done and what needs to happen. People who, you know, there's, there's, some, there's no more going to the place to pay the bill no more. It's all online, online. and things are online and people who are not ready for those seniors. <coughs> And different people like that. Absolutely. Um, you know, technology has passed, unfortunately, has passed a lot of them by. Right. So we have to get them squared away, get them, you know, caught up to uh, Absolutely. receive services, information, whatever it may be. Absolutely. So disenfranchised community, that also talks about our, uh, our senior community as well, right? Because, again... I have to make a doctor appointment, right? Mm -hmm. Where do I do that? You know, I can call, but right now I got an app that I go to to basically to set my appointments up, to go see, you know, my test results, basically to say, hey, that I'm coming, I'm going to do a pre-check. Right. Everything's done online. Yep. Think about that same thing with our elderly community, right? And this is another reason why we're looking at that as well, you know, and we're working here with the city also in some of the the affordable housing initiatives that the mayor and the administration is running right now mm -hmm. with, you know, 14, 49 senior states, you know, with a whole night. The new division. Smart, the new division. That's right, right, yeah. Looking to provide those Internet services to those seniors at a discounted rate, at a discounted rate, right? Because they need to be connected too, right? Yeah. How do you do the census, right? The exactly. The census online. Right. Everything's online, yep. right? And if you don't have that same equal, you know, level of service that everybody else that who can afford it, you're at a disadvantage. Right. Um, I want to ask you, so the, the next question, I'm going to do it in three parts for these folks. Uh, number one, talk about, if you will, these three areas and how what we're talking about will, will help to boost them. Um, entertainment. So there's, there's different things happening um, in the city and going to be happening in many years. Um, how will what we're talking about, Internet for All, strengthen entertainment? 
in the city coming up and 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 that includes river edge park absolutely the spaces that we saw as well public spaces right so the public spaces one very simple if the kids go out or families or anything the food truck first fridays right these outdoor events right river edge park what do you want i want to be able to safe safely not wish they use internet as I do inter- Instagram. That's what I want personally. Right. So I can exactly. <laughs> pictures, videos. One thing you want to communicate yeah. and you want to interact and you want to engage people. Yeah. How do we engage these days? We engage online through video streams, mm-hmm. right? Hey, I'm here, right? I'm here with the family. We're out at the food trucks. We're having a great time, right? So I can stream that, right? Right. How about the food truck vendors, right? They need to basically you know, provide POS service, so point of sales, so they can have us pay for the services and the food that they provide. So that internet that's available in those hotspots can provide services to those vendors. We're doing it right now at the Chris Kendall Market with all those vendors that are there, they're using the internet as a point of sale. Aurora is, a matter of fact, the Chris Kendall Market is in three locations, right? right. It's basically Daily Plaza. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's uh, Aurora. And there's another location, which, which I don't remember. It just escapes my, right. my, my mind. But Aurora is the first place where the Kindle market provided Wi-Fi services to the vendors so they can provide point of sale so they can pay with credit cards. Right. With only a, with the only location. Mm-hmm. All the other locations, they have to pay with cash. Amazing. Right. So you can see how the Internet service provides a backbone for commerce, for entertainment, for communications. Didn't get into public safety yet. That's another big thing, right? Right. You know, to provide situational awareness for our constituents so they can feel safe, right? right? So there's many benefits, many benefits around providing that internet service. Yeah. Um, All right, so um, business, entertainment, safety, Uh, the public (coughs) safety, police, fire services. Absolutely. Okay, so they will be... um, It'll enhance and strengthen what they're doing. Absolutely. And it already has, right? Um, just the other day in city council, they were talking about the, you know, some of the benefits um, that the, that our public safety officers is using technology, right, to, um, to basically to increase safety here in the city of Aurora, right? right. Um, having those Internet service, seamless Internet service, while those officers are out in the field, right. right, so they can communicate between each other. They can send video streams, right? Um, they can basically have a network that's reliable because, for example, if the network goes down now, what happens? I, I, I don't know. Right. Yeah, I don't, they yeah. got to kick over to cellular. Okay. Right. So it'll work, but it's not the best. But if we have this new network we're talking about, that can act as a backup, you know, a yeah. backup Internet service to a backup. Right. Right. Um, so it enhances business continuity. It enhances public safety to be able to provide public safety services, even if the internet is out. Uh, that that was just I didn't I was <coughs> never asked that question before. I didn't know what to even think. Yeah, what would happen? Right. What yeah. would happen if there was no internet You'd already kick, in the emergency services? Right. A lot of the services would kick over to cellular, right? And some of them we'd have to go back to manual processes. Oh my right? goodness. Yeah. Internet for all. Um, all right. The time is 824. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you very much, Norma. I appreciate that. Thank you very much for the Thanksgiving love from all of you, um, uh, all of you great people. So we got a couple more minutes here. And with the little bit of time that we have, um, as we, you know, as we end 2023 and 
and going to 2024, uh, you know, this this internet program that we're talking about, I saw some new developments the other day. I was over by the mall and saw new housing going up. Mm-hmm. Um, in the five years that this will take to come to fruition, there's going to be more developments and things like that. Absolutely. So for those that will be, you know, for the housing that comes up before the end of this program, right. um, you know, how will the how will the residents be assuaged? I mean, the the fiber will be being laid as the housing is going up. So once that's done, the house will be able to seamlessly get onto the Wi-Fi. Is that how it's going to go? Or, is, or will there be any, like, I guess, overlapping of duties coming back to do it and make sure that people get squared away? Right. Now, Just kind of, you know, house cleaning, house cleaning, uh, cleaning items. Right. So keep in mind, when we build out the uh, or extend the current uh, fiber network, extend. Right, we're right. going to pass the homes right right so it'll just go right down in front of in front of your house but it'd be out in the street right right the same way that you would call pick up the phone to get like you know uh water services mm-hmm. or telephone services or internet service you pick up the phone you call that 1-800 number you know and basically someone will come and they will connect your home right. to that new infrastructure and fiber. So it's very similar to the same way that you basically subscribe to services day. Someone will come out, right? And then they get you connected, right? They'll come in your house. They'll put a a router in there in a hot spot and get you connected, right? And then, you know, you're subscribed to the service. Right. Right? Okay. So the same way that you subscribe for services day. And it'll be that simple. And the customer service piece will be better. Because we're looking to provide an enhanced customer service, right, to our constituents, right? Okay. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. Uh, the time is 827. Marissa Amoni says, didn't we try fiber years ago? Did we try fiber years ago? Yvonne, good morning to you. Um, uh, good morning, Marissa. Well, I, I would say, can we qualify that question? Didn't we try fiber years ago? I mean, the fiber optic network has been in since, like, 2009, oh. 2010. We're currently providing services to businesses, nonprofits, uh, to um, schools and things of that nature, but not to residents. So when we say, didn't we try fiber again, I'd have to get a little bit more information. We've never provided it to our residents. This is a first time that we've done this or we've embarked on this type of mm-hmm. uh, journey. Okay. Right? Right. Now, I know there was some initiative back, I heard back maybe in 2007, where they tried to put Wi-Fi downtown, Right. And I know, and I heard that wasn't that successful. But again, that was 2007, right? Right. We're in 2000, hmm. I mean, we're in 2023 now. Right. Right. So technology has, has advanced, I mean, echelons since 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 that point. So, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Might have been what it was then. Uh, and Michelle Gums, good morning to you as well. Good morning, A-Town. Hey, Sounds very exciting. Thank you very much for that. And Yvonne of Cottonseed, good morning to you, dear friend, as well. Um, okay. Uh, so the time is 828. Um, this was a fantastic conversation that commercial that the, uh, online commercial as well. We'll be happy to share that absolutely, and let people know about what's coming Q1 2024, but next is city council approval. That's the next That's thing. what we're looking for. And we're going to be also trying to collaborate with our Kane County board members. Hey, Michelle, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Michelle gum. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, you know, we're looking to, you know, provide these services you now. And, and, and again, we have to remember Aurora is the second largest city in the state, but we're second to none. We deserve this we as a community. Right. And Aurora sits in four counties, four counties. Right. Right. 
Kane, Kendall, Will, or DuPage. Right? right. And, you know, this is something, again, it's the fourth utility. You know, as the commercial said, we have a responsibility as leaders here in the city of the world to provide these services at an affordable price to our constituents, to our businesses, to ourselves to be able to do our job better and take it to the next level. Okay. Um, the show ends on a – was that the positive note? That's always a positive note with oh, me. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I'm like, give it double positive. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. Um, Daniel Calderon, uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Have a peace. You too, man. You too. Um, Michelle says hi, Michael. Hey, Michelle. That was a fantastic discussion with CIO Chief Information Officer, Mr. Michael Piggies. Um, we will continue to share the internet for all information as it becomes more available to you awesome folks. Um, right now, we are going to go to a brief message from our friends of the Community Foundation of the Fox River Valley. And then after that, I'm going to come back and deliver the news for you folks. We want to say thank you very much one more time to Michael. Thank Appreciate you. it, man. Thank you. And thank the and thanks to the community. Absolutely. All right, we'll go to a commercial right now, and we'll be back. I think YUP really taught me what philanthropy was because prior to being YUP, I thought that the only people that could be philanthropists are like billionaires because typically that's who you hear is being described as philanthropist. But YUP taught me that sometimes you don't even have to give money. All you have to do is give your time. Like a lot of the service projects that we did um, weren't really anything difficult. Like one time we just like sorted crayons and then like uh, they were poured into different molds so that like elderly people and like young children could use them. Um, and it really taught me like one of the phrases is like going beyond the bake sale, like different community service projects that allowed me to give back to my community and help people in just like a really tangible way and I could see the impact that I was making. It's really rewarding to be able to, as a youth, help other youth, and it makes me feel proud of myself. Like, leaving high school, I actually feel like it really changed me as a person. It made me, like, see that there's, like, different ways to help people, and I just, like, felt really proud of myself for being able to have that opportunity. I think the biggest thing would just to recognize the youth in our community and to recognize that everybody does have a voice and that voice is important regardless of what it says um that everybody's opinion is important and should be taken into account um and to have faith that this is something that i think would make an amazing impact in our community and i think it already has being a citizen in this community i think the most important thing is to give back what you can and what you're capable of doing so whether it's donating time or donating a couple canned goods to a food drive. Um, it's a lot more of if everybody participates, it can make the community something amazing. Um, but it is important that everybody participates, not just a certain age group of people, whether it be the adults or the youth. I think adults and youth working together um, can create an impact. All right, we are back. Time is 8.32 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. So we've got news to go over for you folks. Um, the Internet for All program, Marissa, um, sorry, your, your um, 
mention here exciting for residents is there a timeline uh it's about it's going to take about five years but um next is city council approval that's what mr piggy said and then after that uh q1 2024 is when they start to uh go through the program uh 700 miles of uh fiber optic cable and a whole bunch of stuff 62,000 households in all of aurora it's gonna be about five years uh, that's what mr piggy said don't forget that this interview will stay on our youtube facebook spotify and uh get ready to see good things in 2024 and the video you saw we will continue to share time is 8 33 all right let's do this weather uh or no we're not doing weather we're doing news i don't know why i said uh don't know why I said weather. It's because I like the weather, and you guys do too. Uh, okay, on the screen right here, very important still, the survey is still going on. Please, for Kane Health Counts, please take the Community Health Survey, uh, your unput couch. You can go to canehealth.com. The survey is in English and Spanish. It takes about 10 minutes. The questions asked are very important. Uh, please continue to help give that information because that information strengthens all, diff all manner of different services here in Aurora and Kane County. Okay, next up, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, Fox Valley United Way's Holiday Assistance Program, Live United. Uh, this has three parts, it's very important. Sponsor a family or individual, provide a gift card or a donation, or organize a blanket or toy drive. Um, you can do any of those three activities to support Fox Valley United Way. They're dear friends of ours. J.D. Goodston gets the uh, shout out right now. FoxValleyUnitedWay.org slash sponsorship tech opportunities or connect with J.D. at 630-896-4636 extension 104. The number again is 630-896-4636 extension 104. Or you can email info at FoxValleyUnitedWay.org. Okay. Tracy Duran says Aurora is second to none and the spirit of Aurora shines on. Well said, Tracy Duran. Well said. Tracy Duran is a dear friend of the show. She's also, I'd say, the premier historian, independent local historian in the city of Aurora. Get to know her on Instagram, Facebook, and all the places at Discovering Aurora and Tracy Duran author as well. Thanksgiving is tomorrow and our friends of Fresh Start City Church on the west side on Galena and Lancaster are going to be presenting this fantastic holiday meal. Join friends and family, uh, music, food, and holiday photos. 10 South Lancaster is the address. Volunteers are needed and donations are welcome. Uh, for more information, you can call Jessica King at 331-575-6431 or Martin Luna at 331-643-60 zero one doors open at 1 30 p.m and this event is free and open to the public scott woodward is here good morning to you scott woodward nicole astra good morning to you nicole hope you got my text pick one of those days i'll get that calendar invite and uh, robert moreno good morning to you peter healed as well good morning to all of you great people the time is 8 36 a.m all right moving right along Fox Valley United Way returns um, with a special event that's going on. It's called the Women's, uh, excuse me, Women United, Fox Valley United Way, Power of the Purse. Gold raffle tickets um, are being purchased. There's 100 tickets, $100 each. Um, you have four chances to win great prizes. The grand prize is a Louis Vuitton graceful handbag and signature monogram. Second prize is a half carat sapphire pendant embellished with diamonds on a white gold chain. And uh, third prize is a Coach Houston map bag. And fourth prize is a men's Coach reversible belt cut to size. Uh, so this is going to be November 30th from 6 to 8 p.m. at Society 57, 
in downtown Aurora for the raffle pool. The event will be live streamed on the Facebook and Instagram. For those who can't attend, the live stream will happen on the Fox Valley United Way's Facebook and Instagram. Uh, once again, this is the Women United of the Fox Valley United Way presenting this power of the purse. The time is 8.37. Paris Bistro, good morning to you. Paris Bistro is a fantastic restaurant located in Naperville on Showplace Drive. They're dear friends of ours. Um, not only that, the, the food is absolutely magnificent. They have great community events as well there, including a sip and paint. And not only that, you can rent out the space and host your own party. So shout out to Paris Bistro, good friends of ours. Anyway, up on the screen, next piece of news that we have is the Winter Community Resources event quite important i'll personally be there so come say hi to a brother this will be saturday december 9th from uh, 10 a.m to noon registration is required for this event you can see the qr code on the flyer i encourage you to scan it and register for it this is shared on our social media this is brought to us by the aurora african-american health coalition the community resources team of aurora the aurora public library and blue cross blue shield of illinois uh, join for a community resource fair attendees will be able to receive new coats for youth only youth sizes only, and other items such as hats, gloves, etc. while supplies last, while supplies last, uh, Saturday, December 9th for that one. All right. Now, here's something fun and cool that just started as well. Um, you guys know that Chris Kendall Market, as we just talked about with Mr. Piggies, that's going on right now. It's going into December 24th. Uh, Chris Kendall Market is taking place at River's Edge. It's a great time, a fantastic atmosphere. Jim Jarvis gets a shout out. Good morning to you, Jim. Um, I encourage you guys to go shop and enjoy Chris Kendall Market. Um, very big in Europe, particularly Germany, if I'm not mistaken, here for the delight and benefit of all Aurorans. So please take your family out there, have a good time. It's going on until December 24th, and that's Chris Kendall Market. Y'all love the news. I know you guys do, because I know you guys hit me up all the time. Curtis, man, good job today. What was the link to the thing that you talked about? No trip, potato chip, we got you. Uh, okay, very important, and actually this is a good place to plug in. Stay tuned, because 2024 is gonna be an exciting year with a stronger message of health and wellness from Good Morning Aurora. But we're gonna start now. Meet the Doctor. This event is taking place November 29th. It's gonna be from 10.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Come meet the provider and enjoy a light breakfast while you learn the difference in our care model. There's no cost or obligation to attend. Uh, you must RSVP, there's no exceptions for that. The number to do that is 630-358-9232. The number again, 630-358-9232. 1022 North Farnsworth Avenue is the address in Aurora, 60505. Once again, we must RSVP, 630-358-9232. This flyer that you see as well, we have in Spanish. It will be shared on the social media for our sister program, Buenos Dias Aurora. All right. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, Melissa Rinaldi. Good morning to you. Melissa Rinaldi is coming on the show real soon. Ain't that right, Melissa? And Sonia Navarez. Hope I said that right. Good morning to you as well, Sonia Navarez. The time is 8.40 a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Day before Thanksgiving news. Uh, okay, next piece of news. Come and chat with Ward 2 Alderwoman Wani Garza and celebrate her birthday with a slice of cake. Uh, this event's going to be taking place at La France Bakery. 118 East Galena Boulevard. Uh, it's going to be Saturday, December 2nd, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. LaFrance is right here on Galena uh, 
and what Broadway right here, right across the street from us, right across from APS. Um, questions and answer session for Ward 2 residents as well. Come ask your older woman questions regarding what's happening in the city and in Ward 2. I live in Ward 2, so if you're a Ward 2 resident like I am, you might want to come out and celebrate. Uh, once again, LaFrance Bakery, Saturday, December 2nd, 9 a.m. to 2.30 a.m. Celebrate the birthday of older woman Wani Garza. All right. And last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, we have... Uh, Information from our dear friends of the Community Foundation of the Fox River Valley, specifically the YEP. Well, not just the YEP program, but the Community Foundation. If you're planning for college next year, scholarships are available. One application, many opportunities. You can apply online, and the online deadline is January 31st of next year, so you have time. Visit cffrv.org to start the application. Now, if you want to contact the Community Foundation, for more information, you can call 630 630- Eight nine six seven eight zero zero. Number again is six three zero eight nine six seven eight zero zero. Or email scholarship at cffrv.org. That is in the bottom right hand of this uh, of this flyer here. Now that flyer can be found on the Community Foundation's Facebook page, and uh, we also have shared it as well. But we'll continue to share it um, until you guys uh, get sick of it. So, yeah, one application, many opportunities. Shout out to our dear friends of the Community Foundation of the Fox River Valley. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the news. Uh, So before we end the show today, I just want to let you guys know that uh, we this morning for the weather, we also did a, a message about drunk driving. Please going into this holiday, please be safe. Please buzz driving is drunk driving please be safe please watch what you're doing there's going to be a lot of law enforcement on the road as there should be to make sure that drivers are not driving drunk you may see a no refusal dui checkpoint as well um an uber is like seven dollars and thirty cents um so if you are going to be going out different places bar hopping having good time of festivities whatever you're doing please do it safely you don't want to be hurt You don't want to be fatally injured and you don't want to hurt anyone else. And not only that, you would not want to suffer the legal ramifications of getting a DUI or what have you. So please be safe as we go into this holiday weekend. Uh, The only other thing I'll tell you guys is that I'm very proud of all of the work that a lot of our partner organizations have done, like the FEC, like the uh, Neighbor Project, Mutual Ground, Aurora Historical Society, Loaves and Fishes, um, and the Aurora Chamber of Commerce. Get ready to see more great things as we finish this year strong and go into 2024 uh, with a new disposition. Happy Thanksgiving. Be blessed. Take care of yourself and each other. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m.